Good morning on today's version of the Joe Moran Show. Uh, you're here with the host, <laughs> Joe Moran. Uh, ready to get started uh, today. Probably going to be fairly quick on the uh, podcast front, um, but it's interesting what's happening right now in today's market so there's been a huge market sell-off um it's reminding market participants of what happened in march and you know we're seeing you know the nasdaq down over four percent the dow down two percent i mean they're they're fairly large numbers right 500 points you know 400 points um, S&P down two and a half percent. So, you know, the question is why, what's prompted it? Could it be the jobless claims data that came out today? Uh, yesterday was fairly frothy from a market perspective. Um, Dow was up big, you know, eclipsed 29,000. President Trump firing tweets saying hey you know Dow's over 29k I'm doing a great job you know reelect me if you want the Dow to continue to go up um, if you want it to drop you know elect Biden right his two his typical uh, his typical end of day messaging related to the markets um, and so let's kind of step through why we think the market's reacting the way that it is. So one, let's just start with the first kind of point. I mean, let's be honest, it's frothy, right? Um, everybody knows that the Fed has been overheating the market. And it's hitting highs that is just, you know, they're just shocking given the economic climate uh, in the real world. So, you know, that's the first thing, just super frothy market, um, probably due for a correction at some point. It'll be interesting to see if this is just a one-day blip. And honestly, the way that the market has been moving for the past three months I wouldn't be shocked if this market ended up green by the end of the day wouldn't shock me at all um, so the market's been frothy and I think people are starting to get defensive right so there's been this mad rush you know, Apple announced a split. Tesla announced a split. You know, we have a few market participants believe that a split actually adds value because it makes the stock cheaper um, and brings new entrants. I mean, honestly, that's just bullshit, right? Just because you do a split, the market cap doesn't change it's worth the same that it was today versus yesterday but it 
what I'm alluding to isn't necessarily the split itself, but it's the psychological approach and mindset to the split. I mean, there's certain things, right, that signal changes in market sentiment or the same in market sentiment. Psychology is everything, right? And markets, and especially in frothy markets. So, markets cruising along. The market can't go down. That's the general mindset. We have Trump. We've got the Fed. We've got the Treasury that are just pumping the market. And this feels like a correction. Feels like a healthy correction to me. Uh, now it's just one day, right? Let's see what happens in a week. Um, you know, if this type of activity continues, I mean, the NASDAQ, you know, is back up over 4.2%. So it's, it's going to be a fascinating day, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, so... You know, what's causing it? So we got market frothy. That's one. Two, you know, I think there's probably uh, some correlation here to timing. But, you know, jobs data came out again today. Uh, it's our Thursday. And, you know, ADP data from yesterday signaled, you know, only you know about 400,000 jobs were added. Um, far below expectations. So again, the recovery stalling. The continuous claims data comes out today, and the government added some new language, right? So we've got some new concepts, some new equations, some new seasonally adjusted numbers that we have to digest. So they're changing how they're calculating the data midstream, which is, I mean, we know why they're doing it, right? They're trying to signal that the numbers are better than they are um, and that it's the, the, the pace of the recovery is, uh, is still keeping up and it's not slowing down, right? We know that. And why are they doing that? It's because they want to stay in power. Right? The Republicans want to stay in power. Trump wants to get reelected. So they jack with the numbers. It's not apples to apples. Um, but it it just it it's what we're dealing with, right? I mean this is just kind of what we're dealing with in um, in today's world and you know with with this administration. And the unemployment jobless claim data, you know, let's be honest, it wasn't great, right? Based on the old um, methodology, then we're looking at about 14 million of continuous claims. So down about 
half a mil, right? Um, week to week. Initial claims with new seasonally adjusted, we're at 881. Based on the old methodology, we're at over a million. So it's 140,000 favorable based on the new methodology. Well, let's just let's just stick to let's just stick to a kind of apples to apples comparison, right? Still over a million. Continuous claims is still over 14 million, apples to apples. The people, the amount of people still receiving some sort of stimulus, if I'm reading this data correctly, is 29 million are getting some form of unemployment assistance. which is 2 million higher than last week. And this is as of August 15th, so we're you know, we're a few we're a couple weeks behind on that on that component. Pandemic related unemployment assistance is up 150,000. So the news isn't great. The news isn't great. The data is not great. The trend is slightly better, but it's clear that the pace is slowing. That much is clear. So there's a haircut in the market. Right. You know, one of the things that we've been we've been talking about, and honestly, I think we've been ahead of most and we've been proactive in terms of the discussion, not reactive to the discussion. Is the fiscal stimulus. This is just another. Variable that's going to bring the two to the table, the two sides to the table. Again, the whispers, right, have been picking up. You've been hearing more of it on the talk shows, um, on Bloomberg, CNBC, Meadows, uh, Mnuchin, right? The president's willing to do a $1.3 trillion deal. Pelosi's not dropping below two, in my opinion. Maybe get to one five, but... She holds all the cards. And we know, based on President Trump's behavior, that all he cares about and he thinks that delivering record highs in the market is going to deliver him the ballot box in November. So what's he going to do? If the market has two, three, four, five, ten days that look like this consecutively, now they won't be as painful, right? Right? They won't be as painful as this. But if he sees red 
back to back to back to back, then the narrative saying, you know, his narrative, the rights narrative, saying that everything's back to normal, people are ready to go, there's pent up demand, everything's fine, there's no such thing as the pandemic, it's over and done with. That narrative, the air that's in that narrative starts to come out of the balloon. And the polling data, right? The polling data right now shows Biden ahead of Trump by, let's call it, eight points. It's significant, right? Nobody's buying his law and order, you know, proclamation. They're not buying it. People don't trust him on violence and law and order. So we know that he wants the market. We know the president wants the market to go up because he thinks it helps his his, uh, re-election bid. We know that the people don't trust him on violence and law and order. We know that the market is getting crushed today. Right? We'll see if that continues. But you could start, you started to sense some funny activity yesterday in the markets, how it was down and then went up. I mean, the, I mean, we could just look at the past couple days and what's happening with the price action. Everybody wants to talk about crypto and its volatility. Let's just look at the market and some of these intraday swings. And so we know these stories, right? And how the players are going to play the game in the story. And so what do we think is going to happen? Right? Do you think Trump's going to lay down? Do you think he's prepared to get crushed by 15 points when the market tanks? He's going to fire more bullets at this baby. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if the amount of stimulus that's added onto the market, if the debt load becomes unbearable, if the deficits run higher and higher and higher, he doesn't care. And if he senses that he's starting to lose the narrative on the market, because he thinks that people are so stupid that the stock market is the economy. He thinks that's what people believe. So if he starts to lose the market, if we see consecutive red days in the market, he's going to be ready to go on that two trill. (laughs) Frankly, Pelosi could probably squeeze out another half trillion, right? And this is just on the fiscal response. What do we think the Fed's going to do? Right? The dollar the dollar was down to 91.75 touched 93 today. So this is all within a couple days, right? So huge swings in terms of currencies, huge swings. 
and do we think that the Fed's going to let the dollar to continue to get stronger if this is the volatility that happens in the market? I don't think so. But right now we've got this tug of war that's happening between Europe and the Fed when it comes to the when it comes to the euro versus dollar story. The ECB doesn't want the euro to get stronger than 1.2, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons why we saw the sell-off in the euro and we saw the dollar increase. Well, again, it's a, let's step back. It's a race to the bottom. We need the Fed and the central banks want cheap, they want cheap or devalued currencies because it props assets up. It allows their multinationals to have better export numbers, which improves their trade deficits or surpluses. And so everybody's panicking. They're like, oh my God, the market, the market, the market. It's dropping. NASDAQ's down 4%. 4%. What's going to happen? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, we know what they're going to do. Right? May not be today. May not be tomorrow. Maybe next week or may, most likely to the end of September. We know what they're going to do. They're going to inject more stimulus into the market. Right? They're, you know, kind of stepping back. The administration and the Republicans know that there's a real demand gap. 29 people, 29 million people are seeking unemployment assistance. There's a real, real crisis there. That's a real problem. Right? It's a real problem. And if they don't inject stimulus dollars and put it in the hands of the people that need it, then the system crashes. Doesn't matter what doesn't matter what's happening with the stock market, right? But the stock market participants understand this as well. And so those active players are gonna start getting more defensive. They're buying puts, right? They're buying puts. So just a lot happening. Market participants are a little uneasy Shit, I'm a Bitcoin guy, right? Believe in hard assets. I think Bitcoin has a real chance to be part of a currency basket, you know, once the current system fails. It's down 10, 11, 12% since Monday. And I'm not concerned about it at all. Because 
we know we know what the Fed's going to do. We know what the Treasury's going to do. We know what the president is going to demand in order to get the market back. He can't lose the he can't lose the market narrative. Not with this polling numbers. There's already a lack of confidence. The confidence is is starting to wane in the Fed, right? Because of all the printing. They don't care. They have to keep it propped up. So we know there's going to be more capital, more injection, more stimulus. They don't have any other choice. And so this volatility, this market volatility, you know, unfortunately just isn't going to go away. It's not going away. It's not going to go away. Now, will we still see more green days and red days? Yeah, I think so. I think it, I think September is going to be rocky. <laughs> I think it's going to be rocky. Again, we got a fiscal cliff coming up. Government needs to be funded, so this happens at the end of September. Pelosi's not going to acquiesce. We know that. Trump doesn't want to acquiesce. But if the market narrative changes, he's not going to have a choice given his polling numbers. There's going to be dollars falling from the sky. Helicopter dollars falling from the sky. Because he's going to have to shift the narrative. Does he want to go in to mid-October with a 10, 12, 15 point disadvantage? I don't think so. No chance. No chance. And if the polling suggests that his law and order violence narrative, right? He has two narratives, right? We got, hey, market's great. Everything's bouncing back. Pandemic's over. We are running this baby hot. Everybody's getting rich, right? That's his one narrative. That's one narrative. Today starts to change that narrative a little bit. So that's one. The other narrative is law and order, violence, all hell's breaking loose in the world. Antifa's running wild. They're flying in planes. They're all wearing black. You know, you won't be safe in Joe Biden's world. Well, that narrative isn't even sticking, right? That isn't even off zero yet. People aren't buying it. They're not buying it. So his polling numbers aren't getting better, right? They're six, seven, eight points back. In critical swing states, six, seven, eight points back. So when he, so his one narrative isn't working, the other one's starting to falter. He has no choice. He has no choice. Mnuchin's probably on the phone with Meadows and Pelosi right now. Hey, guys, we got to strike a deal. You see what's happening to the market? I would almost bet you that he's on the phone right now. 
So that's when you see days like today and yesterday where there's deep sell-offs and there's corrections, right? When you see these things, you don't get nervous about it because the players in the game are going to do whatever it takes to manipulate the system to try to get their desired outcomes. And that's what's happening. This is not a free and open market. Okay? Players are too big, they're too entrenched, and they're too motivated to get their desired outcomes. What motivates PAL? The pension system. Has to generate returns or the pension system fails. What motivates Mnuchin? Money, right? He just cares about money. But the pension system, right? What motivates Trump? Re-election. The stock market. That's all he hangs his hat on. He doesn't give a shit about anything else. All he cares about is the market. And he'll do whatever it takes to keep the market afloat up to the election. Post-election, he doesn't give a shit, right? He just doesn't care. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care. Unless he wins, then he cares, right? And then he's going to keep pumping the market so he can be the greatest president of all time that generated the biggest returns of all time so the one percenters get wealthier and wealthier while everybody else can barely get a job. Again, it's about understanding the motivations and the incentives of the players. So today, days like today, I don't get worried about it. Could drop another 10%. Doesn't matter. Because all it's going to do is it's going to force the players to the table and continue to do what they've always done, right? And that's work to, to achieve their desired outcomes and manipulate the system to get those outcomes. Now that's it for today's show. I told you it was going to be short and sweet. Hope everybody's having a fabulous week. And we will see you tomorrow. And until then, let's keep our ear to the grindstone.